0: Hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Spartan Red Zone here on WDBM. It is a beautiful fall Friday afternoon here in East Lansing. 70 degrees. 70 degrees. the last day of it. it It's like 30 and gray every day. I can't remember the last time it was 70 degrees on October 27th in Michigan. But here we are. Um, It's been gray like the last week. Last two days have been pretty nice. But then it goes back to being gray until May. Um, That rhymed. Yeah. the vibe, but I, I don't mean, know. Yeah. I mean, um, Jay, we get to enjoy the weather for another two hours as we make our way down to And then we go to Minnesota. Detroit. What's cool. the name of the airport in Detroit? DTW? I forget what the actual name of the airport DTW. is. It's, it's in Romulus, right? Yes, it's in beautiful Romulus, Michigan. Romulus, Michigan. Right. Uh, I think that's the only thing in Romulus, Michigan, last time I checked. <laughs> but, yes, uh, for those that don't know, we are going airborne on our road trip this weekend to Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Twin Cities. Um for Michigan State and Minnesota, which tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 Central. Uh, you can listen to that on WDBM Spartan Red Zone pregame show. Starts at 3 o'clock. It's so in to myself and Zach Slok. Zach Slok just isn't a part of the show anymore, I guess. I mean, uh, he,
1: he's, he lives in Downriver. We're, we're going to be going to his house, oh, which God. is going to be awesome. Well, we should do a live update from yes. the Sloak household in Downriver, Michigan. Live we'll update from Downriver to see if it's... Uh, Southgate, Michigan. Yeah, first time down there in Southgate, Michigan.
0: Uh, it's an experience. Sense. I can't wait to sh- introduce JDC to... Yeah. Downriver.
1: Oh, I cannot um, wait. It's quite the place. Um, I've heard stories. So. Yeah, we uh,
0: we don't have a show sheet for today for today's we're show. Just gonna, we're just gonna um, wing it. We're just gonna, gonna wing go. it. I mean, Michigan State's offense looks like they wing it half the time anyway. So, um,
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: I mean, we're, we're just gonna we're gonna see what happens. I saw Jay Johnson walking down the street as we I was getting dropped off here at the station like ten minutes ago. He was walking past this, the uh, football building. So, Did you ask
1: him if they're gonna have a competent offense this weekend. I mean, I that,
0: that's a that's a Uh, rhetorical question Uh, but we'll we'll talk about all of that hi Allie thank you for waving goodbye Um, but overall she didn't wave to you Jay how rude that's sad but uh, anyways we got a lot to talk about we have the um, clown show that was last weekend maybe the worst football game in the history of Michigan State football Uh, probably was I mean I there are a lot of arguments to say it was it was obviously losing to Michigan 49 nothing now we get to talk about tomorrow against Minnesota and kinda of talk a little bit of stuff around the country, give a, the pick I'm presented by the Merrifield Sportsbook once again. Um but overall, vibes are high. We get to go we get to go fly to Minneapolis. We get to enjoy. I've never been to Minnesota before. That should be
1: fun. Um but yeah. Last time I've been to Minneapolis was twenty sixteen. I went to a Twins White Sox game. Both oh, teams were yes. like twenty games under five hundred. I think tomorrow it tomorrow's the Timberwolves home
0: opener at eight o'clock. Oh, so, so we're gonna we're gonna go we after should, the game. I think we should pull up I mean, to the target know. center. We live like our hotel's like right next to the target center. So we're so we're gonna so, go see the
1: Ant Man, Anthony Edwards we, and uh even, they play Carl the heat. Anthony Towns. They play the Heat. Goodness nice little, little Jimmy there. a little
0: Jimmy Butler action. Yeah. But uh gets former team. Anyways. Wild, uh, no, the Wild don't play tomorrow. They might play tonight though. We can check. I don't know. I'm not focused on football for this weekend. This team, I mean, we'll talk about it, but Uh, The good news is we have five weeks left in this football season. Basketball season started Wednesday. But the good news is, Jay, we get to travel four of the next last five games. We get to go to Minneapolis this weekend. We have the final home game against Nebraska. That should be something next weekend. And then we get to go... To Columbus, which will be a cool, night game in the Horseshoe. Yeah. We get to go to Bloomington, beautiful city. Football team also terrible, but God. still a cool opportunity to travel. Thank you to Impact, obviously, for letting us yep. have these opportunities. And then Thanksgiving weekend, Black Friday at Ford Field against Penn State. The best part about that game being on Black Friday is we don't have to miss any good football on Saturday to watch this team finish three and nine. Yeah, like uh, we will. Only issue is the end of the Oregon Oregon State game. That, game that starts during, Friday that night. It the, starts at eight thirty yeah. when our game starts at seven thirty on that Friday. But next first DJ we We're gonna have to miss that. But uh, we'll, we'll, we get we'll, we'll rivalry right on Saturday. There's exactly. a lot of good games. Michigan. So the Cheaters versus the Buckeyes <sighs> on that Saturday. Beautiful. The game uh, that should be fun. Uh, we'll stay away from all the Michigan talk other than what yeah. happened on the field last weekend, which was absolute complete utter domination. We'll get into it right now. Uh, Michigan wins that one. 49 to nothing Michigan state's worst home loss in program history first time being shut out by Michigan I think since 85.
1: it's the worst loss against Michigan
0: right or I mean there, there's a lot a lot of stats they've they have only been shut out by Michigan a handful of times since the okay. Great Depression and um I think 85 was the last time it happened uh, I mean just JJ McCarthy 21 for 27 287 and four scores Jack Tuttle got in the game Jackson Denig- Jaden denegal got in the game. Alex Orgy scored a touchdown. That was fun. Blake Corum, fifteen for fifty-nine on the ground and a score. Donovan Edwards didn't do much at six for fourteen. Um you had AJ Barner had a career game. Yards. Not eight for ninety-nine Loveland and a score. Colston Loveland with four for seventy-nine and two scores. Roman Wilson with two for
1: fifty and a score. Michigan just completely dominated. Yeah, basically, it all started in the trenches. Michigan State had no pressure whatsoever. I mean, Michigan has the most dominant O-line in the country. Like we talked about last week, I think they only have one or two underclassmen. They're a veteran-led group, and we saw that. There's a bunch of NFL players on the offensive line, and they uh, J.J. McCarthy had all day to throw, and that, that was the main reason why MSU just couldn't really do anything on, on defense. Um, you saw some throws from J.J. McCarthy that are NFL-like. I mean— one of them was to Roman Wilson on like 3rd and 14, I believe. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Throwing to his right. Uh, it was a great throw. But it was just, I mean, there was just a lot of times in that first half where Michigan State had chances to get off the field, and they didn't.
0: Yeah, being six days removed, I've tried to forget <clears throat> the details of the game. But yeah. obviously, no, my number one takeaway was it was cold. That's my takeaway. Being out in the really photo deck cold, was not yeah. ideal. But overall, I mean— the two biggest plays of the game, I thought, were the first two drives for Michigan that first quarter. Michigan State had Michigan had a third and fourteen and a third and thirteen. And JJ McCarthy was able to convert both of those, and then Michigan would end, end up finishing the drive with touchdowns. That I thought was killer for Michigan State. You gotta get off the field on third downs. They've been great on third down all year coming in to last weekend. Team just didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Third down conversion rate, Michigan was seven for eleven, which yeah, that's, that's just yeah. unreal. Uh, I thought Michigan State's D-line actually did a good job of stopping the run, held Michigan to 120 yards as a group in a game like that where Michigan could have just ran the ball down Michigan State's throats. Now, part of it was they knew that Michigan State was going to shut down the run, and J.J. McCarthy just was dinking and diving, throwing underneath routes, because Michigan State plays that soft zone that just doesn't work. Spartans were trying not to get beat over the top, and instead, J.J. McCarthy just kept hitting his tight ends in Barner and Loveland, and just... Chipping yeah, I away mean, at the defense. And, I guess the
1: only positive, I mean, on defense, it, hey, Aaron Burleigh had a sack. He had the team's only sack, but yeah,
0: Aaron Brule played really well. He had he a couple did, of tackles yeah. for
1: loss. He had a sack.
0: Um, Other than that, the entire defense, just yeah, we didn't had look good we we had some bad news, and I believe it turned into nothing actually. Simeon Barrow entered the transfer portal earlier this week. We now he's and, back. And I, yeah, I saw this morning uh, he is withdrawn from the transfer portal. So seems like
1: he didn't really get any offers. I mean, or just decided to come back, I mean, I don't know. I, the, the, the spin cycle that I've heard yeah. people try to say it's Urban Myers coming to these Lansing, <laughs> I don't know how yeah.
0: true that is. Yeah. Um, but, like, friend of the program, Liam Jackson, uh, said that's his take. That's his narrative he's pushing. And I can get behind that, um, whether it has any basis to it or not. But, obviously, Barrow, captain on this team, he, I, Michigan State as a defense, just struggled. Um, offensively, was even worse. They... Couldn't put anything together. The opening drive looked solid until a holding call from Lee Carr held everything up. Penalties just killer. Michigan State took, I'm trying to find it right now. It was, I think, over 100 yards in penalty yards last yep. week. They had 11 penalties. Let me look. They had 11 penalties for 102 yards. That's just yeah, that that's that's just canon. Michigan had 7 for 75. Um, and, teams... and Michigan's a very disciplined team. That's out of character for them. But Michigan
1: State just... Couldn't get out of their own way. team's margin for error is so small. You just can't have stuff like that. And Caden Hauser didn't play that well at all. Uh, 12 for 22, 101 yards and a pick. And yet you had Sam Levitt coming in the game a little bit. And Nathan Carter just couldn't win the football. Um, and, and Nathan Carter tried.
0: I mean, I mean yeah. I, I, he is, like, I feel so bad because he is a very good running back. And you can see his he talent. Is, yeah.
1: And just so the play O-line calling and, and the Michigan's just... defensive line. I mean, there's really just, there's every single uh, position on Michigan's team. I mean, they're better than MSU's. It's not even really close. Um, uh yeah yeah probably maybe even even (laughs) even,
0: no punter Michigan State (laughs) has the better punter Ryan Eckley is a very good punter um and I would without Jake I haven't who is Michigan's kicker because I know Jake Moody what graduated now he's at San Francisco and he's broken um but yeah I honestly can't remember but hey
1: Jolly Kim's Johnny Kim's Kim's good good didn't even use him didn't use
0: him last week um Who is uh, I would I, even the good positions Michigan State's really good at like linebacker and D line. Michigan's just deeper than anybody. Yeah, I don't um, believe
1: MSU got in the red zone. They did no, not. They didn't have a single. I and mean, they the crossed the fifty, but they i did. Was surprised they crossed the fifty, but not getting in the red well, zone is something. It, I mean, it was just
0: a combination of things. I thought Sam Levitt looked solid when he came in. Uh, the question was asked about his redshirt status. Obviously, you get four games to appear and want to appear in a fifth game. You lose your red mm-hmm. shirt. Um, he's peered in two. I, I don't know. Uh, Harlan Barnett didn't say what the status was. Obviously, Harlan Barnett, I don't, not that he doesn't care about the future of the program, but I don't think he necessarily cares about whether or not Sa- mm-hmm. Sam uses it because he's not going to, Harlan Barnett and this coaching staff isn't going to be here next year. So right. um, I think whoever the future head coaches would probably like Celeva to keep that red shirt on to have a, uh, he looks talented and he may, has made yeah. a couple nice he's, throws. He's he threw little an little interception. But if I'm not mistaken, it was like off a deflection or something. like It wasn't his fault. Yeah, if I if I remember, yeah. I might be completely wrong. I know the one interception that was turned into a pick six off of Keaton Hauser, Mike Sanders still stepped out of bounds. I literally don't know how. We saw it on the Jumbotron in East Lansing. I was yeah, told I was by surprised. people watching at home on TV, he clearly stepped out of bounds wearing black shoes, stepping on a white line. They didn't call it back. I don't care what the game finishes, 42 nothing. Doesn't I I'm not even trying to like I've literally yeah. the Michigan State shot themselves in the foot a hundred times, so it really doesn't matter. Um but I mean just overall, I mean no Spencer Brown this weekend for the first half. He uh yeah. took a shot on yeah. Braden McGregor. Dumb Targeting. dumb play. Like yeah, you get beat on your assignment. How about you beat him on the next play and not put your head and use it as a weapon and bury him into mm-hmm. the ground? But that happened. Just overall, just
1: I just I I there's really no opt- like. I mean, I listened to you on uh, Green and White on Sunday, and and you said there's just you don't see a scenario where MSU wins another game. I believe you said. I mean, that, I I can see. I see I a scenario see where they don't win another game. I, like they, I, this team is. Uh, it feels like this team has fallen to a new low every week. Well, Blowing that lead against Rutgers and then getting blown up by 49 well, against a rival at home. It's, it's just like I, wow. I have officially like. So we had the
0: first few games of the season. Obviously, you're optimistic. You beat up on two bad teams. Okay. Washington. Even after the Mel Tucker stuff happened, I was like, "Okay, maybe they rally around this." Harlan Barnett's a D'Antonio guy. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something to rally around. I'll never forget how excited I was when they ran out of the tunnel. Thunderstruck was back. It felt like the hype was back, and everybody decided that game disaster. Okay, well we got Maryland. You can beat Maryland. Another disaster. uh, Eighteen. Right. Okay. All right. Go on the road. All right. Defense looked much better against Maryland, so you thought there might have been a change. Maybe the offense can figure it out and sneak out a win at Iowa. You had them. You had the Hawkeyes on the road, and you will lose it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yeah. all right. They were they're a top twenty team, I guess, in the country twenty five. Maybe their defense is six. Rutgers the beat just beat Rutgers. They have the lead. They can't twenty four six. Again. So you are like, all right, well, maybe they can do something against Michigan. Like let let's. What's the worst that can happen? You lose by literally the worst thing happened. They lost 49 to nothing, their worst loss in program history. Yep. Um, so all right. I I what else are we supposed to be optimistic for? They have to now steal a game against Ohio State or Penn State to make a bowl game while also beating Minnesota and Nebraska and Indiana. But Minnesota and Nebraska are both gonna make a bowl game. Or yeah. one of the, One of them at least is when Nebraska has four wins. They'll probably get to five it's tomorrow Purdue against and Purdue. Think? And then <clears throat> They, and if they beat Michigan State, Matt Rule is bowl eligible going into late November. Like, he's got... Nebraska's like, like, not a very good team, but they're their, not. De- their defense is good. Their, their defense is good. Their offense sucks. I don't even know who their quarterback is anymore, because I know Jeff Sims finally got benched. Quarterback play for Minnesota, we'll talk about that in a second. Ethan Kalamanakis is awful. Like, he is not a good quarterback by any measurement of... this, and Minnesota's offense is terrible. I'm looking at they their are, stats yeah. right now. But let's kind of transition now. Minnesota, the Golden Gophers coming to this one. They are four and three on the year. They snuck out a win. Should not have been a win. I'm going to completely be honest. Um, against, They won a big rivalry game, their biggest game of the year at Iowa last uh That game in Wisconsin are kind of back and forth for the biggest rivalry. But at Iowa last weekend, Controversial battle, club, Juan, Roy's Dale, that was not a fair catch. For those that missed it, with a, about a minute and a half left, a punt. Minnesota punted it back to Iowa. Cooper DeGene, who housed the game-winning punt return against Michigan State a couple weeks ago, was going over to the football, was waving one hand, was pointing towards where the ball was going to land, and waving with the other and yelling for his teammates to let the ball die, like whether it's kill or poison or whatever, like get out of the way, so we let the ball bounce. He receives it off the bounce, makes a couple moves, houses it like a 53-yard punt return for a touchdown. Iowa's up with a minute left. Looks like they're going to win the football game. They went back and reviewed it, and I thought at first, because we saw it in the press box, and I thought they were reviewing to see if he stepped out of bounds because he was near the near the uh, mm-hmm. white line, was clearly in bounds. Then they still called it back because he made an illegal hand motion waving for his teammates to get out of the way. And if you've gone back and looked, every time Cooper DeGene's called for a fair catch, he used his right hand and he clearly goes above his head. He was using his left hand and was waving it even with his shoulder. Like, he clearly was not calling for a fair catch, but... Yeah, basically I, saying get out of the way. Like he wasn't even like he literally was staying short of the football. Oh, yeah, like just, I like I I I, I didn't it, agree with that at all. So, but regardless, Minnesota won. Minnesota snuck out. They won. won they won the Florida Rosedale out. They have uh for the, the first, first time Rosedale. since like they have a hundred pound pig in their football facility right now. I will do my best to get a picture with said pig this weekend. I will find it and <laughs> I will get a picture with it. They also for the first time since like ninety nine have the Paul Bunyan's yeah. axe, which is what they play for yeah, against Wisconsin, Wisconsin. and yeah. the Florida Rosedale in the building at the same time. This is like the first time, in like thirty years that this has happened. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, will they be able to keep against Wisconsin in Week 13? We'll see. Last game Probably of the not. season, but so they're four and three. They beat yeah. Nebraska and what was an awful football game Week One. Uh, I oh, believe that was, that was the Friday night game or the third Thursday Thursday night game. Michigan State played them awful.
1: That was awful. Two teams that. Like, we knew, okay, this is going to be a long year for both these teams. And both of them
0: are going to a bowl game, Somehow, more than likely. So, unreal, because the Big Ten West. Uh, cause
1: then you have Eastern Michigan.
0: They beat. Eastern doesn't have an offense. Uh, they lost to North Carolina, who's a top 20 team in the country. They lost at Northwestern in overtime. Ugh, Northwestern, awful football team. They beat Louisiana at home. They lost to Michigan in the battle for the Little Brown Jug, 52-10, to back on October 7th, and then... Last week, and then they had a bye week, and then they lost at they won at Iowa. Now the remaining schedule is Michigan State this weekend. They host Illinois next weekend at Purdue at Ohio State, Wisconsin. They need to win this one and beat Illinois or Purdue if they want to make a bowl it's game. They likely. I mean, it's likely. I don't know. Looking at the schedule, Michigan State could probably be four and three playing the schedule. But then again, I don't know because this team every time they think they have an opportunity to win a football game finds a way to shoot itself in the foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just
1: overall. Jay, what are your thoughts going into tomorrow? No, I mean, look, Minnesota is a bad team. I mean, MSc is bad as well. I just think MSU needs to run the ball more efficiently in order to um, to squeak this one out. I mean, two bad football teams. I think Ethan I think Um, he's not a very good quarterback. You got to be able to stop their offense and Darius Taylor, their their running back, because uh, Mo Ibrahim's in the NFL now, so I'll be able to stop him. Uh, he's had a solid season for the Gophers so far. Um, over almost 600 yards and four touchdowns, averaging almost six yards a carry. So they could definitely run the football pretty efficiently. But overall, I mean, this, the, the quarterback play isn't good. You just got to be able to stop the running game. So Yeah, this offensive line for Minnesota is huge. They yep. have right tackle Quinn Carroll, 6'7",
0: 315, as a fifth-year senior. Martez Lewis, the right guard, 6'7", 335, redshirt junior. Nathan Bowe is the smallest at center, and center is usually the smallest offensive lineman, at 6'5", 300, sixth-year senior. Tyler Cooper, their left guard, 6'5, 315, redshirt senior. And then Erante, I think how you say it, Ursary is their left tackle, yeah. 6'6, 325, redshirt junior. This is a big and experienced offensive line. Uh, they have Darius Taylor, like you talked about. They have Bryce Williams, the six year senior running back who does a little bit in the passing game as long as taking, he's got 36 carries on the year. And then some familiar faces from last year when Michigan State played Western Michigan. Sean Tyler, the former Western Michigan Bronco, is their number two back. As a fifth-year senior, he's got 55 carries for 222 yards, averaging four yards to carry. And then Corey Crooms Jr., who was one of the top receivers at Western Michigan last year, now transferred in for his fifth year, taking on the—he's the number 2 receiver behind Daniel Jackson. Uh, But Ethan Kalmanakis averages 132 yards a game in the air. Like, this is a team that just does not throw the football. Um, No, I mean— They literally cannot throw the football. and. He's eighty six for one sixty one with six touchdowns and six picks.
1: Yeah, he's shout out not shout great, out Bob. Cal, uh, Calig from Antioch, Illinois. So, um, is that how you, Antioch? Antioch, Illinois. Antioch. I don't know. It's like half an hour away from my high school. So, oh, yes, <laughs> we yes. played him in our uh, in my senior year of high school. We played him in the first game when we beat him. So, in football, yes. I'm assuming. Okay. Fortunately, he had to get card off, but he was a highly touted <laughs> recruit. I was like, "Oh man, this guy's going to Minnesota now." Uh, there's a reason he's going to Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no disrespect to him, but I mean, there's a little bit of disrespect. Oh, okay, a little. Yeah. He is
0: not good at playing quarterback. No, oh, he, like, he's out a rough year. And, and uh, I mean, Cole Kramer, their backup, is zero for one this year passing, and it was an interception. Miss missed Tanner Morgan. So, I guess. Yeah, Tanner Morgan, the seventh is year. He's senior in
1: the USFL now, or is he probably XFL? Yes, he yeah, be, yeah
0: him and Mo Ibrahim. Giving me nightmares after what did, what they did to Michigan State a oh my year God, ago last year. Oh, Ibrahim! Shout out the Detroit Lions, even though he like dislocated his hip or something in his one game he played last. He made his NFL debut for the Lions last week and like messed up his hip. Um, but yeah, overall, Michigan's offense is kind of. Not very good.
1: Like pretty, they aver- I mean, they're pretty one-dimensional. They have average- a good offensive line. They'll run the football, but other than that, they can't really pass. So I'm expecting Scotty Hazleton, hopefully, just to stack the box a lot. We'll see a lot of, of Brule and Paladay and, 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 and run-stopping, so we'll have to see. So
0: Yeah, they averaged 20 points a game, 300 yards a game total, um, but 170 on the ground. So they do run the ball well, but passing game, 131 yards in the country, uh, except yeah. for the service academies. I haven't checked... I haven't finished my prep for tomorrow yet, but I believe that is probably in like the bottom 30 in the country. I, I have yeah. to be, I find it hard to imagine there are 30 teams that average less than 130 yards a game through the air. Um, but overall, we'll see the defense is very good, that's what they're known for, obviously, so expect another low scoring game tomorrow. Uh, it's supposed to be 33 and with a chance of snow. <sighs>
1: Oh man! In Minneapolis tomorrow, we're gonna see our first snow of the year in Minneapolis. Yeah, it
0: is right now in East Lansing. I think I mentioned at the top of the show. It is sixty-five here in East Lansing. It is thirty-five in Minneapolis I'm right now. Sick. I'm yeah. already starting to get sick. Yes. I like all, that. we cannot have JDC getting sick. This is a disaster. <laughs> grab your emergency. Grab your airborne.
1: <laughs> yeah, house it all. Grab
0: here, your. Uh, Liquid IV, like we need JDC locked and loaded. We have a tough stretch the next month, JDC. Four games we have to go to travel to. We need you 100%. You had the week off last week. You should be full. You rested. What was last week, Jay? Jay, was last week load management... It wasn't low management. you know. Was, for those that don't know, JDC was not working the game for Impact last week. He uh, enjoyed the company of Will DeCoster, Steve DeCoster, and Mary yes. Jo DeCoster. And, 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 and
1: they wanted to leave at halftime. So it's Completely fair. Will DeCoster's first college football game was That's right, that. cause he goes to Marquette. Yeah, Fraudulent school. Shaka Smart. School. No, it's Shaka Smart sucks. I hate I mean, that he's guy. A, he's a bad tournament coach, but he's a Terrible. good coach in general. Hey, Tom Izzo owns Shaka he does, Smart. He does own Shaka. What happened in March? If Will's listening to this... Uh, should be. Shaka own or uh, is own. You're like the so.
0: third best team in the Big East this year, Marquette. UConn, I mean, dogs. St. John's might be country. good. We don't know.
1: Yeah, Tyler cool back. back. This is an impact. I zone. don't care. They, I don't even know. What, yeah, if you want
0: more college basketball talk, listen to Impact Zone. When that is returning, I don't know. Um, soon, soon should be soon. Uh, Zach Srdanek, AJ Evans, and Caden Ham were covering basketball. Uh, I got to cover the. Uh, Game on Wednesday against Hillsdale. That was fun. Our, good call. Ba- our bas- uh, I was on the board. Off, so. they, yes, yes. Thank you, uh, Michigan State basketball. Good team. Michigan State football. Not, <laughs> not, a, good not a good team. Um, let's uh, let's take a national. Let's sp- spread it out. Jay, let's you know we've talked enough about how Michigan State about sucks. And um, program, I but. mean, we how how are they going to win this game? Pretty simple. Figure out the offense, and then yeah. don't let Ethan Kalmanakis turn into run, Brett Favre. And they got an no
1: experience offensive line. You got to face so. Stop the run. We'll see. But anyways, national picture. No, let's the national picture. It's, it's the, presented by the Merrifield Sportsbook. The, the, the big, the big picture. We have
0: some big picture stuff. Yeah. Uh, starting off, um, if my app loads for some reason, I mean, we have Penn State, Indiana to start. You know, uh,
1: Penn State. What the hell was that last week? Very good. Uh, it was a defensive game. I mean, it was. I don't know. Drew Allard did not. Drew look Aller. Good. Both, not, both <laughs> quarterbacks didn't look good. Kyle McCord. I don't know. He's. I don't know if he's the guy there, but I mean, look, Maserati Anderson, Marv, Jr., Maserati Marv, according to Gus Johnson, they to get the win though. So they're still in that uh, national playoff picture. So we'll have to see Maserati Mar- Marv and uh Honda McCord out there. <laughs> um, you got Kansas, Oklahoma at noon, big noon. Um, I guess, I mean, I'll make my pick right away. I'll probably go Oklahoma on the spot. I mean, they're fighting for their playoff, their playoff lives and. Kansas is a solid football team. I'll rock with Oklahoma, though.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: think this will be a part
0: of our pick'em, but I would probably take Kansas and get in the nine points. But Oklahoma should win this game. Obviously, looking to compete and be a playoff team, and Kansas is good. But I don't is Jalen Daniels healthy? Yeah, I don't know. If he's not healthy, he uh, I don't like Kansas's chances in that one. Uh, another big game in the SEC, the world's largest cocktail, cocktail party. party love this rivalry love game.
1: It. Even though are, Georgia owns them now, I,
0: I wish it was played on campus. Like I like that's in Jacksonville, but like I don't like be, neutral site games. Neutral site it. games are out. I,
1: just it's all about the money. So, but, but Georgia, Florida, um, fourteen and a half point favorites. No Brock Bowers in this game. He's going to be out for a while. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel that's a lot of points. I might go Florida to cover. Have a last second cover. But I like Georgia to win. So, me Florida in the fourteen and a half.
0: Yeah, I would probably take Georgia. Florida's not very good. Like, just yeah, they're not good. They're not a good football team.
1: Yeah, it's a rivalry. got ran off though. the field by Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky got ran off the field by Georgia. Okay. So, I'm taking Florida though, um, but Georgia
0: wins. Yeah, um, top twenty matchup out in the ACC. Uh, Duke coming off a loss last week against Florida State. Obviously, no Riley Leonard. Taking on Louisville in Kentucky, taking on it Louisville, Uh, Louisville five and a half point favorites in this one. I'm gonna go
1: Duke. Um, If Riley Reiner plays, I think it only uh, only like my pick more. But I mean, look, they kept they kind of kept it close with Florida State uh, midway through that game. So I mean, that defense looks looked pretty solid. I'm gonna go Duke plus the four and a half. Um, But I like Louisville to win. I like. I like Louisville, but I think
0: Duke is the better football team. Like I think they have a better defense. And if Leonard's healthy, I don't think he is. Um, I'm definitely taking Duke to cover, and I think they might even win this one. Florida State's really good. And Duke hung in there for a while last week. Uh, Obviously, back-to-back road games is tough, but I think they find a way to get this one, get their season back on track. 3.30 slot, the game of the week, college game day will be there. Onix. Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson are not doing Big Noon this week. Oh, they're Even not doing they, the Kansas they, game. they there. They were supposed to, and then they decided to send them out because three thirty on Fox is Oregon Utah, yep. and they'll be on the call for that game. Um, number eight Oregon traveling to number thirteen Utah. Utah's won like twenty something in a row
1: at home. Like their home, their home record is unreal. Um, yeah, Utah home is really good. So I'm gonna go Utah plus a six and a half. Um, but I don't know. I I think I think Oregon could squeak this one out, but I like Utah to cover that six and a half. Um, so it'll be a good game. I'm terrified out.
0: of this. I'm genuinely terrified it, of this game. A really As a Bonex supporter,
1: uh yeah. Twenty seven
0: straight games, Utah's won at home in Salt Lake City. Can Nix be the one to end it? No cam rising, right? Is he still uh, out? he's still out. I don't even know if he's ever gonna play this year. Like he gen- he's uh he's still hurt. Um Five and a half, six and a half. now is a lot of points. At home, I'm taking at, Utah, I think though. I have to take Utah on this one as much. I think Oregon finds a way to sneak it out, but that's so many points for a team that's so good at home. Utah is so tough. Um, they found a way to beat USC on the road last week. Mm-hmm. They did lose at Oregon State, but at home, they're just a different beast. Uh, so I, I got I got to take Utah as much as it pains me. I do think Oregon uh, wins the football game. Bo Nicks, Puts together a Heisman-type performance yes, to win that game definitely. and, you know, dethrones J.J. McCarthy because he's the Heisman favorite for some reason. A guy that threw three picks against Bowling Green is not a Heisman. Enough said. Um, next game, big rivalry game in the SEC, Tennessee-Kentucky. Tennessee, obviously, disaster last week in Tuscaloosa. We're up big in that one, and then the high the just rolled their way back into it. And uh Joe Milton might not be him.
1: Yeah, give me Kentucky at home at night. Um yeah, this is a solid Kentucky team. Um and look Tennessee, uh, you know, it's solid but you know, losing last week. Um yeah, I'm gonna go Kentucky in this spot. Um I don't know why. I just you know you, you lose you lose to Missouri at home. I mean that that was that was kinda ugly. But other than that they've had some decent wins. Not not great, but I'm gonna go Kentucky at home this so, plus three plus three and a half. Yeah, they're so tough.
0: I'm torn yeah. on this one. I think I like Kentucky, or I think I like Tennessee to bounce back. But Kentucky's good, and their ability to control the run game is gonna be tough. But I think Tennessee bounces back because I think Alabama's a pretty good football team, other than their quarterback play. And Alabama might still sneak their way into the playoff. They only have one loss. Their one loss is to te- Texas. Yeah, they went out. I mean, they, they 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 might find a way to just win out. Um, Ohio State taking on Wisconsin, seven thirty on NBC. Uh this one last year this one got ugly and I think this one I might get ugly. That I, this game might get ugly again.
1: I'm I, going Ohio State. I mean I I thought this this points per would be larger than this. Um I think it's
0: only 14 and a half gets in Madison. And it's a night game like that's a tough place to play. Um
1: It is tough. Um I just I look at Wisconsin's like Wisconsin like I don't know. They're not they're Their offense special. is not great. No, I mean you only you only beat Rutgers by 11. Uh you won an ugly game or you lost an ugly game against Iowa fifteen to six. I mean, my goodness. Um you lose to Washington State thirty one twenty two. Um I'm gonna go with Ohio State minus the fourteen and a half in this one. I still think they're still one of the one of the uh college football's yeah. elite. I'm gonna still go uh Ohio State in this one. So Yeah, I would probably
0: I think we go Ohio State in this one as well. I just think after last week the offense didn't look very good for Ohio State. I think they bounced back with a much better offense this week. And Wisconsin, their defense is going to do their best, but I just, their Marvin hard. Harrison Jr. is just going to do his thing. Yeah. Um got two games left on the docket. Colorado and UCLA, Coach Prime Jesus. at Chip Kelly. Colorado, 15-point underdogs, UCLA. Uh, obviously, Colorado has had a week off. They finally got that bye week after the uh, disaster at home against Stanford a couple weeks ago. Uh, obviously losing that one in double overtime. Colorado's lost three of their last four. UCLA now in the top twenty-five at five and two. I'm gonna,
1: you know, Colorado coming off a bye. Um, I'm gonna, I'll take Colorado plus fifteen. Um, coming off a bye, I think it helps a lot. Um, get these guys rested because they have had a gauntlet of a schedule. I know going to UCLA, they're going to the Rose Bowl is not that tough. Um, I think it could be closer than we think. I'll take Colorado plus the fifteen.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting because. Usually, his offense under Chip Kelly was usually that's their strength. And this year, it's not been very good. Dante Moore, the true freshman out of Detroit, yeah, not been very good. But Colorado's defense is awful. Like it might be the worst defensive unit in the entire country. Um, so there's that. I Travis
1: think Travis Hunter. What I mean, there's a reason why he's getting cooked. Is because he's playing too much. I, I yeah, he I don't, don't think wide receiver and corner. I don't
0: think he's a I don't think he's a
1: cornerback. Like he's a very
0: he's talented, but I don't think at the next level. I think he's a wide receiver, which is not a, not not a knock against him. He's, he's still a really elite playing player, both ways. Really good, freak athlete that he that can Stanford even. But yeah, game. that was all
1: pretty tough to watch. Yeah.
0: So so I'm gonna take Colorado plus the 15, but UCLA is definitely gonna win this one. And then the final game, 10:30, little Pac-12 after dark action. Oregon State traveling to Tucson to take on Arizona.
1: Arizona plus three in this one. JDC. Arizona, I like Arizona a lot. I'm not going to lie. They're kind of a frisky team. You always, you know, almost oh, frisky. Be, they almost beat uh, USC on the road at uh, the Coliseum. Uh, honestly, should have won that game. Uh, Arizona, I, I like their coach a lot. I'm actually going to go Arizona plus the three here. I think they can win this game outright. So give me uh, the Wildcats, bear down. I, I'm going to take Oregon State. I think Arizona's solid,
0: but I think Oregon State's really good and they're really physical, especially on offensive and defensive line. Um and I think I think Arizona will keep it close. It'll be like a 10-7 point game. But I think Oregon State covers the three. Uh, JDC, do you have a lock this week? Is there a game you a feel... lock? Oh, man. Do you feel super confident? Mine is in, the big, is in the Big Ten West. Big Ten uh, West. Uh, Nebraska hosts Purdue. Nebraska two and a half point favorites. Obviously, for those that don't know, Taylor Swift dropped an album last night. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the NFL will cover that extensively on Sunday before kickoff. But she dropped 1989 Taylor's version for those that don't know Um, and every time Purdue Purdue's record every time Taylor Swift drops an album the following game they're 0-7 yeah so historically speaking like now Michigan State's undefeated following when Drake releases an album (laughs) Purdue is the opposite when Taylor Swift drops an album so therefore I'm taking Nebraska minus 2.5 and Purdue's not very good like they're really no, they're a they're a bad they're, they're in a retooling phase they're a, they're a bad football team I don't even know who their head coach is after Brom left um, I don't think it really matters they're not going to yeah. win this game uh, so. you want
1: to give me a line on the text, uh how about Maryland Northwestern because we're getting okay. give me a line on that because I can't find it it's on my fourteen computer.
0: and a half or something like that
1: for Maryland Maryland is a road favorite by 14. Oh, my god why hey they I beat Minnesota. Good I'll take Maryland team. West to 14 and a half. I don't know why. I just I, And
0: then Northwestern's bad. So yeah, that's fair. That's, fair. that's my analysis. Yeah. They beat Minnesota though. They did. And Michigan State's about to lose to a team that lost to Northwestern. Yeah. And, yeah, so let's get into that. Last pick before we hit the airways. We've got to make a pick on Michigan, Michigan State. Or not Michigan, Michigan. Minnesota,
1: Michigan State. Minnesota seven point favorites I'm in that's one. I'm taking Minnesota. I just there's no reason for optimism to see that, you know, Michigan State can I know Minnesota is not a great team, but there's just I don't see there's not a lot of optimism right yeah, now for this program. The, I just I don't yeah. see it. Um, you know, we we thought this this team was going to cover last week, um, and they they didn't even cover they yeah. they weren't even covering the in the second quarter. Yeah. So I'm going Minnesota minus minus seven at home. Um, I think that running game might be a little too much for this front seven. So yeah, give me Minnesota. I think right
0: now the over under set at forty and a half. And the public is hammering the over at 89% according to CBS Sports. Mm -hmm. The public is also 74% on Michigan State in the plus seven. I think I'm going to go with Michigan State. Simply because this game is going to be like a 13-10 final. Like Minnesota might dominate the game, but this game is going to be low scoring. Like it's going to be like the Iowa-Michigan State game. Like that game was low. So I'm going to take Michigan State plus seven. It's going to be an ugly seven. So, yeah, I mean I,
1: but I, I could definitely see that it'll be a very ugly gone. big ten big ten game, so, yeah, I yep. think that's get anything else, Jay I think that's gonna do it for no, us today. we're we're about to go to the go to Sloaks house and then go to the airport. Uh, how so, are you uh, with flying, Jay? Are you, do you have a fear of flying? have I you mean, how many times have you flown before? I fly like once a year, okay I mean, we usually just my family likes to go on like a vacation of Florida here oh. and there, so I mean. I don't like flying that much. It's I, I just I don't know. I I can't sleep on airplanes. So Fair. That, I mean, even though only, it's a short, it's flight. an hour. It's like an hour and a half. I if think. we were if we were going to Florida, down to Florida, out to like Washington or something for like a road game, uh, that would be a little tough. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like a four hour flight, I I would like I hate it. Well something kind of yeah. claustrophobic and not a lot of leg room in airplanes. So that's gonna be a little tough. Imagine being 6'4 on an airplane. Oh, that for you. Yeah. That'd be brutal. Um, Jeez. but yeah, I. I've only flown. I've flown
0: twice in my life. I've only flown once that I actually really? remember. I was a baby the first time and I flew my senior year for spring break. Um, so I've been on a lot of car car rides, which not a lot of leg room in those either. Obviously, like driving to Iowa City. But I'm excited. It's only an hour. It's it's like a two hour flight there, an hour and a half back. Yeah, because of the prevailing I mean, winds or something. My father tried to explain to me yesterday the jet, the jet the jet stream made up thing, completely made up. Um, <laughs> well, but yeah. JDC takes on the jet stream. Tonight j- at eight o'clock that's from DTW right. at Hey, Radio on, on Sunday,
1: our flight seven a.m. or seven six thirty 6.30 a.m. Oh Minnesota time, so it's five. Thir-
0: it's no seven thirty East Lansing but hey, time. We
1: get back at uh, nine thirty Eastern. We get a, we get a nice little chance, to take a little nap, watch the NFL, and then we got the Tennessee game. Yeah, the Tennessee exhibition.
0: So it's so fun. But yeah, JDC takes on the Jetstream and the Twin Cities this weekend all at once. Stay tuned. Can't wait to go back to the Twitter. Should cities? I do
1: Should I do Twitter updates? Yes. Oh,
0: I Minneapolis might. is a I very love, underrated city. I, I, actually, uh, I liked it when for, I was there. For those that don't know, when I went to the Big Ten tournament last year for Impact, I did a Twitter thread of Michigan of just my thoughts on the city of Chicago because I had never been. You hate I, it because I don't it's too like crowded. Chicago. We're gonna see if I like Minneapolis. I don't like in, I don't like Indianapolis. So yeah, Indianapolis. we'll see. Um. But we'll see. We'll see if Minneapolis lives up to it, the Twin Cities. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to do it for us today on the Spartan Red Zone. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure to tune in. Spartan Red Zone pregame show tomorrow starts at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Kickoff set for 3.30 between Michigan State and Minnesota from TCF Bank Stadium. or Huntington Bank Stadium. Is it Huntington Bank Stadium? changed it. Whatever. Doesn't matter. It's from a bank. Uh, we will be inside, thank God. We will be in a press box booth. I've uh, got the confirmation of that the other day, so that's good. Um, make sure to follow along. J.C. will have updates, to have a written story following the game. Zach and I on the call for that one. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Make sure to check us out at impact 9 fmorg uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere else you get your podcast. And thank you all for listening, and have a great weekend.